you can see it. I think the biggest mistake was that they canceled Sense Eight, and yeah. Sense Eight literally, if you're if we're talking about quotas and check marks or whatever, Sense Eight had all of them. Mm-hmm. It had the diversity, it had the LGBTQ representation, and then it had like all the um, like sci-fi mm-hmm. superhero esque components to it. Yeah. And it bro. wasn't overplayed. It wasn't overdone. It had the right amount of bro. Balance. Like it was ahead of its time. So like, imagine if Sense Eight was on like season seven or whatever, right before like the superhero market reached superhero market, bro. <laughs> so the reason why I actually really enjoyed it is like we get to see an insight into someone who needs who gets off on danger. That's what mm-hmm. it is. You know, she wants a little bit more excitement in her life. And that's why she's unfulfilled is her husband is boring. Playing oh, yeah. She called him vanilla. Welcome to the Discuss and Discuss podcast. Today, we'll be talking about Beef, a new TV show that just released on Netflix. With lots of Asian Americans. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Love it. Except for one that we... Um, That's controversial. Uh, just didn't care for at first. Oh, okay. But, you know, we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> just say it now. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, Ali Wong. Uh, yeah. we're, we weren't the biggest fans of her. Yeah. And um, she did fine in her other movie, um, the one with Randall Park. What was it? Um, it's... Let me, every... let me look. Always be my baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always be my maybe. <laughs> my maybe. That one was a good movie. I, I do think that overall was a good movie, but she seemed like she was overacting a lot in that. Yeah. Well, prior to that, she was mostly just like, she did the stand-up, and then she's just like a writer. A writer. Yeah. And when I saw that film, I was like, man, a lot of these jokes are funny, but the delivery of it, like, missed the mark all the time. Yeah. Like, Randall Park was good in it. And then uh, my favorite character, definitely Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> he stole the whole movie because... <laughs> yeah. When he cries. <laughs> His... <laughs> he still cries me up to this day. It's just so good. Even like... his entrance when he comes in. <laughs> He's... So He's extra. So funny. But anyway, beef. Really good premise. Basically, it just... Two people who just have beef, beef, <laughs> road rage, everything. Like they're just, I want to say down on their luck, but they have a lot of pent up, pent up emotion due to their environment. Yeah, I saw this TikTok that was kind of mentioning. Um, she encapsulated this new genre is like millennial rage. Yes, <laughs> and I love that. It yeah. really is probably a new form of show that's really refreshing to watch it's not so much a love story even though it kind of had some a little something there for a second something it's obviously a comedy but it's down on your luck everyday life stuff and it's not a full 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 blown comedy it's it's just like comedy drama yeah i think it's how it presented itself but it stars steven yoon as danny cho uh ali wong amy lau i believe Mm mm-hmm uh, and another, uh, just a bunch of really good, a really good cast of Asian Americans. Yeah, I think it's refreshing to see Asian Americans as people. Yeah, not just like as a stereotype. Or we need we need some sort of checkbox or um, what is it? 
I already used the word checkbox, but <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, it has to like check things off. <laughs> quota. We're, we're we're not just casting Asian people because we need Asian to meet a quota. Like, yeah. Hey, we need diversity. And nice. it doesn't point out like, oh yeah, this person so and so like overtly, and then like get fixated on it. Yeah. It's we know that Danny Cho is Korean, and he goes to like a Korean restaurant, eats Korean food. Like, that's part of their culture and stuff like that. And, like, you know, you get hints of it. It's not overly played out. It's just, again, focusing on them as people, as Asian Americans, going through the, this whole, again, having beef because they're just mad at the world and they need to find someone to target. Yeah, like, they're just existing and dealing with their own problems. And I think the cool part is that more people can relate to their situation and it's not because they're asian it, like i don't like the idea that we're trying to represent asian people by only having like oh they're asian so this is gonna relate to asian people it's like no these are people and many people can relate to them even though they are asian so like this pent up like uh steven yoon's character danny cho is like this he's kind of like a he's like a failure like he's trying to hustle but he's like struggling <laughs> yeah he's a struggling american yeah he's a struggling american and he's trying to make ends meet and he's kind of projecting all of his problems onto his little brother but then like his little brother is in a way more capable than he is like he's the one that's more diving into crypto and like we see his uh portfolio jump up from like i don't know 2k to like 22k or something like that well it was actually 900 to oh 900 2k Two thousand bucks, and then I remember um, Stephen Yoon's character uh, Danny borrows twenty thousand dollars from his cousin. Yeah, whom you know was I guess the reason why their parents' motel failed, which like a, is a whole another thing that adds to this whole plot. Yeah, Danny's family again is a little bit torn because his parents are stuck in Korea since they can't afford to live in America, but. You know, Danny's there with his brother trying to make it. Um, and Paul, you know, is shown as this gamer dude who believes in crypto, which if we believe in, again, like this, uh, like the millennial tropes, he's, you know, the gamer dude that is just trying to make money off of, quote unquote, something that's gambling. Crypto, you know, like it's yeah. <laughs> based on anything yet. And there, of course, there's like multiple uses for it if, if you really want to look into future uses. But yeah, it's just like, you know, there's this really hardworking brother trying to make ends meet, trying to pay not just for the place they're living in, but also trying to bring back his family, his his parents. And then on the other hand, he has his brother who's just like, doesn't want to do anything, just wants to play games, just wants to live his life. And both sides are super relatable for any of us, any of us, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like we, we invest in other things and stuff like that. And we love playing games. Yeah. But we also work hard <laughs> so. well yeah i mean danny cho is like pretty much what i'm doing like it's he's just trying to hustle yeah trying to hustle pick <laughs> trying it up. grind actually i don't like the word hustle i like the word grind okay yeah i don't know hustle just means that you're willing to do anything and everything to you know get what you want true grind is you're willing to put in the work even if it's hard yeah he is a through yeah, he's like a contractor, and <laughs> but it's like an overall like general labor type of thing. So like when he tries to help that dude cut down that tree, <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And they don't know how to use the technology. So yeah, like the doorbell. They're just like, 
you should just fire him. He's just really annoying. Yeah, like hearing, overhearing what their actual thoughts are about him is kind of like, it sucks too, because then, you know, that probably does happen. All the time. Because like, there is something annoying about a contractor bothering you, but that's part of their job. Like, they have to be annoying in the sense of like, uh, letting people know about their business. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they won't have any business. (laughs) Yeah, that's like, you know, mostly everything. Yeah. Uh, We can relate because the podcast. Yeah. One of the ways we can, you know, market the podcast is through word of mouth. And that's like one of the hardest things to do because how do you bring up our podcast? You know? And so being a contractor, the same thing. Like, you know, he's able to do kind of anything and everything, but that's just because he needs the money. Yeah. So he tries to cut down a tree with no experience and almost dies. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, if they didn't catch him. It, yeah. yeah. And he's not diving into like real marketing either right. like the social media part that we know of that we yeah know. that we know of. so far <laughs> in the episodes that we've seen he's only been like um almost like door-to-door salesman type yeah. of thing yeah um yeah trying to get referrals from like the other people oh from yelp yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't yelp. believe in yelp <laughs> yeah <laughs> no <laughs> and then and then he has this yelp review man on the opposite <laughs> spectrum we have ali wong's character who's Super rich. Yeah, rich owns like a really successful plant store, uh, a store in LA. So you know that's where it's based out of. It's in LA, California. And I guess we're picking up that her husband is an artist. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure because he says that his work hasn't been selling at the gallery, and so he could try to sell his sculptures from in her shop. Is what I'm thinking. Yeah, and and also it's almost as if he's like not a typical masculine male either, because then like she, oh man, she's the breadwinner. Yeah, and also like he was born with money, yeah. so he's he doesn't have like that grinder type of, um, what is it, that labor in him, <laughs> mm-hmm. and. We see through these moments where she's trying to like take control and like, hey, let me do that for you or do this for you or whatever. There's actually a scene that happens later. I don't think you're there yet, but yeah. I made it to like episode three. Okay. And um, spoilers, <laughs> spoilers, but it's a key detail in that's whatever. Yeah, it's he doesn't know how to change a tire. Oh. So then you know it's it's kind of like, oh okay. So they're trying to portray him as like he's very pampered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's the one that's kind of developing resentment towards her husband. I don't know. It's, you know, I guess relatable to people that, to women that feel like their husband is not manly enough for them. Uh, how did you put, uh, what was that TikToker? How did she put it again? It was millennial. Rage. Millennial rage. I also would put in millennial angst is what we're seeing from all these characters too. Because, again, we see Ali Wong, you know, uh, she's got a successful business and she's trying to grow that business. She's still in the grind. So, you know, Amy. Amy is going through and she's trying to uh, chain, create chains of her store through another rich person, you know. Uh, So she goes to, like, this house (laughs) and has, like, another moment that... You know, it's just like a bunch of crazy food. So I think that's like another theme in this is like, oh yeah, how food showcases people themselves. You know, and so yeah, she goes to the house and whatever, and like her husband's enjoying it because like, you know, he's also a rich person or whatever. But we see again people who grew up with money, 
<laughs> we grew, we see people who grew up with money act a specific way and again not know how to do certain things like we know certain millennials who didn't know how to do certain things because they grew up with money and stuff like that and had other people take care of it for them yeah and uh, i like how their social group is kind of just like along for the ride like that rich dinner or whatever yeah and the lady is like this is mushroom pizza <laughs> and she's like what the fuck is this shit <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's just a fucking mushroom yeah <laughs> it's like deconstructed there's bubbles everywhere and like yeah I, I couldn't make sense of it either i was like i don't know what that is but that's not yeah like that's not food that's gonna fill you up nor did it look like pizza i can see food being a theme throughout this series because food in asian culture actually in every culture is very important it brings people together it shows people who, you know it shows a certain side of people like we know that um danny doesn't take care of himself because he eats a bunch of you know dude quote unquote, poor people food by the way like, yeah it's like you know daikon pickled daikon is a, is a daikon 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 yeah that's what it is like the little square you didn't know that what yeah we have it in our food all the time being vietnamese like <laughs> we have it with the uh, carrots and it's like that white stringy stuff oh yeah, what that's daikon oh um <laughs> well, I guess the more you know <laughs> i don't know what it is i just eat it <laughs> <laughs> so pickled daikon he also eats like a ton of burger you know burger king yeah that daikon. scene where it was he just died or something dude he was eating a whole bag of freaking uh, burger king and it was like four burgers and like one club sandwich thing yeah. and i was like jesus yeah he's he doesn't take care of himself and you can see that through him eating fast food and that's why i really love it and again that rich person like this is deconstructed mushroom pizza that like is yeah we get to see so two sides the two different lifestyles mm -hmm. and they're both unfulfilled yes which is amazing which is the whole premise of again this show is like <laughs> them getting back each other they're they're directing their frustrations at technically complete stranger because yeah they are actually on the same same wavelength which is hilarious yeah and <laughs> what'd you think of that scene where she's like masturbating yeah she gets off the, on she, the gun on the gun yeah and she's like <laughs> so the reason why i actually really enjoyed it is like we get to see an insight into someone who needs who gets off on danger that's what mm -hmm. it is you know she wants a little bit more excitement in her life and that's why she's unfulfilled is her husband is boring playing oh yeah she called him vanilla yeah, yeah. so like yeah. that's the big thing right like so now we have an insight where she like at first like i was i think it throws everybody off we thought she was like kind of deranged or whatever mm -hmm. when he was like you know why i changed the the safe code <laughs> we get a hint of it and then we see it and so her getting off on danger shows that she just wants to live in that specific way you know on the opposite spectrum we see danny he wants to be rich so he can afford a life for his family mm -hmm. you know and so like he's grinding through all this and you know like i, I want to say he gets off but he gets his revenge in the end of the first oh, yeah pissing it's... in pissing in the her house like, all over the floors <laughs> and she's like what the fuck <laughs> like that's so funny and at first you would think like they would get along or something like that and you know yeah because he was being nice at first because he actually sounded like a good contractor he was into her like you could tell like when they first met i think that's what they're getting like oh he's yeah i i get a sense of that too that they might end up together at the end or something like that and i don't mind it you know like we need a little bit more of what i'm gonna call realistic humor which is again this everyday life that we live 
and it's funny seeing other people go through their own uh what is it when when people are get you know, when, when people are frustrated it's mm-hmm. funny when you see other people get frustrated <laughs> you laugh on other people's pain a little bit because i know it's relatable because i've been in their shoes True. I I tend to like when situations get kind of shitty, it's just like, well, smile because, yeah, <laughs> or just laugh it off and like, exactly. That's we have to we, do this now, <laughs> and, it, and it's valid to be frustrated too. You yeah, know? like sooner or later you have to laugh at how silly that moment tends to be though. Like having road rage, if that escalates, es- escalates, escalates <laughs> the car that was in there. If it, if it escalates, <laughs> then you're just gonna regret the whole thing happening you know what i mean like uh, we talked about this in the courage to be disliked i believe yeah like anger is just a tool for you to di- direct your frustrations onto someone yeah like you're you're, you're saving it like you're you want it yeah you want to express you're baiting it yeah. baiting for somebody to so you can just release it <laughs> yeah that's like the whole first episode which is hilarious to me because i was like thinking about that the whole time yeah because they don't have to take it that far they don't have to the, the fact that just let it go true and it was like bare it was like yeah it was like barely anything like when yeah. he backs up and then she honks at him it's like why did she honk for so long <laughs> but it, and that's why it's so brilliant of a premise of a show because their cup we mentioned in, yeah, it's in, full it's full yeah so Kurt's just like like you have a cup you have a battery if the battery gets overfilled the cup gets overfilled you're gonna explode. You're yeah. Go crazy. Yeah. That was the moment. And but the, the funny thing is that they kept onto it. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> it might have been what a day or two after that that incident happened, and then he goes and remembers the uh, so the parallel is that he remembers her license plate. Yeah. And that's how he found her. He paid for the support. And at the end of the first episode, she remembers his license plate and does the same thing. Yeah, and they're just like getting off on like <laughs> like taking out revenge on each other or yeah. being so spiteful and like. Just letting out that rage, man. Just letting it out, and people need a vice. They need a, I guess vice is not the right word, but how to uh, release, release. Yeah, they because they don't have. Well, it's just like they're working so much; they're not actually uh, giving themselves time to do something that they enjoy. Right. Because like Danny is hustling so hard because he doesn't have money, and so then like in a way he's envious of his brother because his brother gets to just play video games, right. and then. Uh, Ali Wong's character, Amy, is, is like resentful of her husband because he's like he's just so easygoing because he's he was handed everything. She had to hustle and grind to get to where she she is. So like all that money or whatever, there's like this fear that it could be taken away from her. So like mm-hmm. she doesn't like that. Yeah, it's uh, what do we call it? Um, it was in Psychology of Money. Was it or was it Happy Money? I think it was psychology of money that talks about how uh, it's easier to lose your money. It's harder to keep your money. It could have been either psychology of money or it one was... of those money ones. <laughs> <laughs> Watch all of them, guys. Just all of them. Figure that out. But yeah, and we're seeing that like she has wealth, but now she's trying to keep her wealth because you know the more you have, the more you spend, type stuff. So yeah, she's also on the grind. So love the show <laughs> they both really have toxic guess. views of money and then yes. that's something that we can talk about in happy money <laughs> yeah yeah check out happy money for toxic, toxic relationships yeah toxic relationships with money uh the rest of the cast are really good so joseph lee plays the husband george he's in searching i don't know if you uh recognize him he only had like 
a two minute scene in searching the lady. <laughs> searching? Yeah. The one with John Cho? Yeah. Oh, he's the brother. He's the brother in searching. Oh, okay, yeah. Um he's a really good actor. Handsome dude. Handsome dude. Like crazy. I was like, my God. My God. <laughs> this handsome. And then uh And I yeah, also... he plays like the like the more emasculated <laughs> version. <laughs> and it's really good. And that's like I, I can tell uh Naomi, Ashley Park. Oh yeah, Ashley Park's good too. Yeah, she's gonna be good. She's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh good actor, and uh I can't wait to see what happens after that. Maria Bello, who plays the rich uh white lady, Jordan. Who gives uh Rich Amy. White Lady? Yeah. She's the one with the nice house with the food. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So, okay. The one that offered okay. Yeah. She's also a really good actor. She was in <laughs> she was in um Grown Ups. Really? Yeah, she was she breastfed the seven year old. So very versatile actor. Versatile actor. Ver- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Versatile or just very <laughs> willing to do anything. All the above. Oh yeah. <laughs> but Maria Bella, I like She's her. free. It's a good cast of people. Uh, I believe the mom was also in uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Could be wrong because I don't see her, but Huh. Oh, Patty Yasuka Take. Japanese. She was not in Crazy Rich Asians. That's my bad. <laughs> <laughs> you might recognize another face in the second episode. Okay. Cool. Um I'll definitely watch that scene. But yeah, I mean overall, really good show, really good. I was actually surprised by the amount of Asian people I'm I'm seeing in this show. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So it's not just like the one, two, three people that we're going to see. It's like, oh, okay, now we actually have a community of Asian people. Yeah. That's being shown on screen. It's cool because the creator is uh, Korean, Lee Sung Jin. So, you know, hopefully we get to see more of this continue forward and, you know. Not just not just beef, but like yeah. in Hollywood and, or and not so, film and, industry, and showing Asian American Asian actors as just like everyday people. Yeah, as people. Yeah. So. Yeah, good show. Good you show. Guys, you guys should watch it. <laughs> Very binge worthy. Every um, every episode ends with a character's intention. So like, it's not a typical cliffhanger. It's not the one where it's like suspense filled. Like I don't know, like an action film or whatever it's a uh an anime or in manga <laughs> it's a very nice slice of life kind yeah of, kind of show like when the episode ends it's like we want to know what happens next because it ends with like the character like we have an assumption of what the character is going to do and then it just ends and it's like <laughs> that's a very all like i'm glad you pointed that out it's a different way of doing a cliffhanger yeah where it's not so much suspenseful yeah like we get in the night agent Hint, hint. The uh, night check agent. Check out that episode. <laughs> the night agent, you know, ends on some cliffhangers where it's like, oh, this happened to this person. Yeah, it's what? more like Let's a... Find out. It's like a traditional cliffhanger. Yeah, like thriller-esque maybe. Right. Or suspense. I don't know. Yeah. And then this one's more so like, oh, you just want to find out what this person does. Yeah, you want to see what they... What kind of revenge she takes. Yeah. Whatever it is. <laughs> well, it's like it alludes to the idea of like, we think we know what they're going to do. So then it ends... I'm excited to finish the series though. Uh, it's ten episodes, so not too bad. <laughs> I mean, like, so I'm on episode three, but my intention was only to watch one episode, 
So like that's what I said. That's what I mean by saying like binge worthy because like the first episode ends and then it has like that nice little sound soundtrack at the end. <laughs> yeah. But uh like it ends and I'm like, oh dang, I wanna know what happens next. Be not because I feel like the suspense or whatever, it's more so like I wanna see it finished, like the story maybe, or like I wanna see what happens to the character or um what they do. Yeah. And here's the thing. So Netflix has been producing really good shows as of late. What I hope they don't continue to do is cancel these good shows. <laughs> Like, that's the one thing that pisses me off so much. Netflix, like, you have such a platform. Such <laughs> you, a platform. You change the world with streaming. Yeah. But you're restricting yourself so heavily. And again, this is a criticism. Yes, I understand. Whatever. But well, I I, we can see it. I think the biggest mistake is that they canceled Sense8. And yes. Sense8, literally, if you're if we're talking about quotas and check marks or whatever sensei had all of them mm -hmm. it had the diversity it had the lgbtq representation and then it had like all the um like sci-fi mm -hmm. superhero-esque components to it yeah and it bro. wasn't overplayed it wasn't overdone it had the right amount of bro balance. like it was ahead of its time so like imagine if sense eight was on like season seven or whatever right before like the superhero market reached superhero market bro netflix <laughs> bro. you could have still been a part of fang <laughs> it only went it only oh, i guess it technically is no it's not a, it's not part of fang anymore Cause... and we can't take that and out and say what it is now <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's a it's a crime that that only went for two seasons since eight and then was it two i thought it was one and like a movie two seasons i'm, I'm looking at it because oh, okay. i had to look it up i wanted to see how long it went for because yeah, it only went for two seasons. Like, you know, I, I to be caught on honest, like Night Agent might only be two seasons. I can just tell, like, they're not gonna continue that one. I don't know, man. I I feel like it must. Beef has the potential to go four or five because, and I hope they doesn't. They hope they don't draw it out that far, with like hmm. too much. You know, like going on. I think this is one of those ones that should end after around four seasons. Really? Keep it nice, light, short. I was gonna say that beef feels more like a one season or two. Yeah. And then Night Agent <clears throat> can go up to like four. I hope so. You know, like either way, those deserve to end. You know. Yeah, and shows, not be canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Most shows don't have that luxury of being able to end. And uh, we're seeing that with like you know Family Guy, The Simpsons is still continuing. Like, Jeez. Yeah. end those, do something different. The Simpsons has the potential to have other breakout shows. Like, this is you know I I I was a fan of The Simpsons for a very long time, but now that it's on its I think it's like thirtieth season or something like that, it's time to kill The Simpsons. <laughs> Dude, I and then have a different take on it you can expand the simpson universe do it <laughs> there's such a fandom out there it's still so big that if you do it it'll rejuvenate life into it simpsons and south park and all them like i think that's why i never got into it because i know it never ends so it was like 
too much of an investment for me to, <laughs> to start watching it now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like that's that's the other thing. That's why I mentioned it because people now, especially our age and younger, can't just go all, all the way back 30 seasons. We don't have that attention span, let's be honest, right? To watch Simpsons and there's no story essentially. And there's there's really good episodes. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Like the Treehouse of Horrors or, you know, all the touching moments that the Simpsons has done in the past really well it's time though it's time to move forward from simpsons break it off into something else (laughs) uh bob's burgers is a really good example because it's a really good show in itself you can start anywhere it's timeless In, in my opinion bob's burgers can be timeless however we also see other ones where the animations continue going forward like the great north you probably have never seen it no i've only seen one episode and guess what it's good you can tell it's somewhat in like the same universe a little bit, but it has the same animation. Uh, That's what's important. Uh, Bob's Burgers? Yeah. Oh, okay. So if the Simpsons did the same thing, you can keep the uh, <laughs> the yellow hue of everyone, but focus on a different character. Yeah, no, different like family, something. Uh, what focus on Bart when he's grown up. Oh, yeah. You know, like ha- maybe if you wanted to keep the Simpsons, actually focus on Bart and Lisa's life and Maggie's life when they're grown up. Wow. That would be interesting too. Then you can continue forward relating to people nowadays because they're grown up now. It's too late now. It's too late. Well, 30 years ago. It could, they still have the chance you know, because they're still the same age. So they just do it now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that, you know, is totally different tangent. <laughs> I'm just waiting for a future drama. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I hope it's not like uh, Scrubs season nine is just like where they try to bring it back and then yeah. it's like yeah uh, there's a strong chance of that happening because like that's I know. that's that's kind of like what happened with community like once uh donald glover left and then like they had one season canceled brought back one season and it's like i don't know i honestly don't know what happens in the community after <laughs> donald glover left <laughs> you you only you should only watch community up to season four and then I think there's five and six, but you yeah. don't need to watch five and six. Six but, was like when Hulu bought it. Yahoo. 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 Yeah. But Donald Glover is coming back from the movie. Yes. So. Yeah. We can talk about that later. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, but for beef, it's pretty cool. Um, Ali Wong's acting has improved though. Yes. Let's talk about that. <laughs> let's give it some. Well, that's some what we started fun. with. We started with oh, yeah. Ali Wong's acting and then never Be returned. <laughs> So, you know, she's more bearable this time. Um, yeah, like I don't have any problems with her acting, really. It's more toned down. It's a little bit more relatable. It's Yeah, she seems more like a real person, not um, trying so hard to punch out these lines and like in Always Be My Baby. Yeah, and her being the, I don't want to say antagonist, but being the the opposite to Steven Yoon's, like, Steven Yoon is a high caliber actor. So you have really have to step up your game. And I think she does that really well because Steven Yoon has like this innate ability to just be relatable. Be there, relatable. There's something about him that he's just able to like uh, carry this like air of confidence, if you will, about him. And one scene that I loved watching him is <laughs> when he tries to kill himself 
with all oh yeah with the monoxide yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's a you know there's comedy and tragedy and he's trying to kill himself but the way he's doing it is so ironic (laughs) because he's doing it with all the grills that he can't return (laughs) (laughs) the hibachi grills that he can't return and so he's sitting in his room four hibachi grills lit up like that is hilarious and he sells it he's like no you guys are gonna regret when i'm gone and whatever and like and then he's like not like this no. <laughs> it's like, okay yeah the way he delivers lines and stuff like that is just he's good yeah damn good damn good man damn good Woo. hopefully we get more of him and some more work that's not you know uh like asian stereotype or like a real story like it'd be nice to see another film like everything everywhere all at once but less absurdity but you know more grounded, grounded to uh realism and i mean everything everywhere all at once was also a great film but i don't think every film is going to be as successful as that if you use the same absurdity and imagination and stuff like that yeah i agree so yeah unless it's done the way everything everywhere is like i don't know how to explain how they did it so well yeah the minimal amount of resources they had so and also i hope it doesn't get played out like we mentioned in the previous episode the shaky cam yeah shaky cam one i don't know why that trend caught on that should not have been a thing two if it was done every so often here and there it's fine you know Mm -hmm. paranormal activity also is another example of the first person trope that got played out every almost every movie afterwards was trying to do that oh my gosh and Cloverfield. it developed into hardcore henry which oh. was an interesting idea but then it blended first person with shaky cam yeah and then it got really annoying really fast yeah, it's like headache inducing yes and the concept was there but just it wasn't for its time i think if hardcore henry came out now with vr headsets being where they are could work i think hardcore henry works more as a vr game Mm. that way you know for gamers that can handle that much uh shakiness then they're the ones that that's for but for like a general audience that just wants to sit down relax like no headaches (laughs) we don't want headaches we just want to be like part of the journey you know yeah and so same thing everything everywhere all at once don't you dare overplay mindfuckery yeah yeah if you force it it will not come like it will not land and i bet you we're gonna see more of it coming oh my gosh like the multiverse thing or you're talking about like the the amount of jumping to it's more so absurdity i think you said it best if they overplay absurdity because i think only the daniels know how to do absurdity because they made (laughs) swiss they made swiss army man before so it's like (laughs) who who else could make a swiss army man concept right and have it like heartful yeah (laughs) i i I suggested it to my roommates when i um when they lived with us for a second Uh i was like yeah this movie's really good whatever and then like we all watched it and i was like dude i don't remember ending it this way (laughs) (laughs) but i think you said it best you know like it's absurdity but there's heartfulness in there yeah and so i hope that if other people try to emulate it you do it in your own way right like don't Mm -hmm. don't make it so it's like multiversy or you know a bunch of different people please do it in your own way yeah 
So we'll see. Again, we'll see. you know, hopefully that doesn't get played out. Beef, super excited for Beef. where it's going to go. We're going to finish it. Yeah. Talk more about it. And uh, I think that's it for this episode. That's it. <laughs> uh, thanks for uh, listening to us, the Discuss and Discuss podcast. Podcast. Um, follow us for more content coming at you. I've been Derek. I've been Kevin. All right. We'll see you. Bye.